0: Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So, had a little bit of a glitch getting on today, and let's just say it's Mercury retrograde still, but the good news is that we are almost coming to the end of it. So, interesting how I keep saying that I don't believe in a Mercury retrograde, and Uh, then when I am affected by certain things, then I'll just blame it on Mercury retrograde, even though it might be my own fault. Anyway, thank you for being here today. Today is January 26th. And the topic of today's conversation will be on states of consciousness. And I'd like to welcome everyone here to the live show. Thank you, Tomas, for being here this morning. And welcome, welcome. And let's just get started with um, my introduction. My name is Ellie Molina, and I am your hostess. And I'm an intuitive, a psychic, a now, author, consultant, and the creator of the Psy Kids Academy, a magical place where children and their adults can tap into their inner magic while raising consciousness. And to learn more about the Psy Kids Academy, you can head on over to com and download your free 16 page guide titled What If? Six Ways to Help Your Child Tap Their Inner Magic. And the beauty of this guide is that this is a guide that's available for everyone. And that includes us, even as adults. You know, we've got all ages within us. So tapping into our own inner magic with that childlike attitude, looking at something fresh through childlike, not childish Childlike eyes, seeing something for the first time. And so head on over, grab your 16-page guide if you haven't done it, and um, enjoy. So let's talk a little bit about astrology first and what's happening this week. So we're still in the Mercury retrograde, which is coming to a close. And today, uh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, on Friday, whoops, hoo-hoo. <laughs> On Friday, Mercury will conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. So if this is a time where you are looking to raise your income, to learn about your finances, this is a fabulous day to meet with your financial advisor or your accountant. It's the perfect day to encourage growth and cut waste. So if you're not meeting with a financial advisor, hey, do it yourself. Take a look at your expenses. What are you spending? What do you want to save? Great day to come create a financial plan for yourself also doing it on the 28th of this month will have it stick and become a new habit. If you become conscious of your new habit. All right. So on the 29th Venus goes direct. This is good news. So it's been retrograde since December 19th. So now moving forward, it's a good time for you to change your appearance. You know, if you want to get a new hair color, new hairstyle, if you want to do some new, um, some new things with your body, this is a great time to, or your beauty, this is a great time for beautification now. And then on December 30th, I'm sorry, (laughs) help, help, (laughs) on January 30th over here, the sun is square Uranus, and we may find ourselves unrattled by news or events that we won't see coming. So a lot, electronics can be vulnerable. Keep your computer backed up and wait several days before you insert new software, is a tip that I have heard uh, being spoken about in astrological circles. So then, on guess what? February 1st is the new moon in Aquarius. Now, new moons are always beautiful. We always welcome new moons. And this is also the Chinese Spring Festival. It's Lunar New Year, the year of the Black Water Tiger. So Uranus is going to challenge this new moon. So there may be some sudden obstacles. You may find that. Uh, just stay optimistic though sp- throughout everything, because Venus and Mars are so close that if you're looking for romance, this is a great time to start to set your in set your intentions. And if you're not looking for romance and you just want to continue having romance in your life, it's a good time to reawaken any passions that you've got going. All right, so without any more astrological talk, we are going to dive into some questions that. I received. Uh, Today's topic is about consciousness and states of consciousness. And one of my first questions that was submitted to me from PS, and that sounds so funny, um, PS out of Florida is, Hi, Ellie. It came to my attention that the Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Malone has been removed from all social media channels, YouTube, Spotify, this is a clear indication of censorship, in my opinion. This really frightens me, Ellie. Where do you see this going? Oh, boy. Uh, P.S., this is a very loaded question. So when the media starts to censor, we can see, well, first of all, we're living in a time that's totally unprecedented. We have never had social media determining, uh, what we're reading, what we're learning, what we're absorbing as much as we have today with podcasts. I don't have to go through them anyway, you know, and not only that PS technology is so sophisticated that you do just remember, keep this in the forefront that, a video can be altered, images can be altered. So what you can perceive as real truth can be um, photoshopped and manipulated so that you're thinking that you think you're seeing the truth, but it's really not. And this can be on, on all ends. Okay. Not just on the, not just from the legit media or the um, amateur person putting together something, or even trolls from other countries who have infiltrated our our media to influence our population and the way that we're thinking. So this is a very loaded question. So now, in terms of it being censored, here's the thing, P.S. It is censored on some platforms and not on others. So again, we want to look at what is the reasoning behind this Uh, Certain groups believe that this is, that this doctor uh, is spreading disinformation and other groups believe that he's spreading the truth. Again, there's this big divide that has been coming up since 2000. And we started seeing this divide around 2015. It wasn't as clear Until 2017, the divide started growing. And of course, with the elections and COVID, the divide has really grown incredibly big and it is very obvious. So with that being said, all I'm going to suggest is keep an eye on everything. If you are looking, oh, if you're looking for something, just know that it is Things are available on other platforms and not just on um, the major platforms that do control what we see and what we read. But if you dig deeper and you spend some time looking, you will find information on other platforms that you are seeking. It's not as if everything has been censored and we are in... um, a technocratic state completely or a dictatorship, whatever you want to call it. So we're not there and no reason for alarm just yet, only pay attention. And that is one of the reasons why we're doing this call today on this podcast on awareness and on consciousness. So I'd like to welcome uh, Deb and Thomas again, they're in the room. So if anybody has any questions right now, or even comments about what I just said, please type them in or call. That's part of this live podcast. I would love it to be interactive. So if anyone has something to share, please type it in, call in. That's why we're here doing this live. All right. Anybody have anything to say? (laughs) Right. Okay, um, I'll wait and move on. So I had another, another question come up. When I posted the topic, um, HM posted a comment for me, and it said, I have read this term consciousness so many times. People refer to it, but they don't explain this term thoroughly. Its history, its background, how this term was initiated, Are the terms like non-local consciousness and other related terms are presented as a parallel to religion to overcome the lackness of spirituality in materialism and aesthetic belief systems? Please note, I am a secular person. All right, well, that's a very loaded question too. I love loaded questions. And so I'm going to do a little bit of history about, about consciousness, and then I'm going to explain it the way that, I see it, and again, this is how I perceive it through the knowledge that I have and through the resources that I have learned over time. So right now, as you said, the, the word consciousness is prevalent in our culture, and it has been, especially since the New Age movement started taking place. But it's always been there. So if we go back to New Age thinkers in the 1920s, there's been a lot of literature about consciousness and consciousness was first used actually in English. I mean, it appeared in Latin and it, was, it, it appeared with Cicero um, when he was talking about some moral conscience, but he meant conscience and knowledge that is shared. And then later on, we started to look to see all of this. And Cicero, remember, was in 106 BC to December 7th, 43 BC. And then we started to see that it was René Descartes in 1596 to 1650 who was generally thought to be the first philosopher that started to look at consciousness in a non-traditional meaning. He would use the word consciousness in such a way as awareness. And so the, this started to bring the definition through, from consciousness to awareness, to the mind and to the world. So there is, in the past, there's always been a very big history um, about, you know, this religious, spiritual consciousness. and And then in 1901, there was a study done, it was called Cosmic Consciousness, a study in the evolution of the human mind by Richard Morris Buck. And he distinguished three kinds of consciousness, simple consciousness, which was awareness of the body or is, possessed by many animals, self-consciousness, awareness of being aware, possessed only by humans and cosmic consciousness, awareness of the life and the order of the universe, possessed only by humans who are enlightened. And so this is now getting very interesting because I believe that this is where modern day consciousness starts to look. However, there's some more interesting things that go along with this. And that is in the... In the Amplified Bible and the teachings of the Kingdom Studies, what the interpretation is that the lot of the names of people and locations and even topography are representational for states of consciousness. So, for example, when uh, a, a character in the Bible is in the valley, the valley is equal to a lower unaware state of consciousness and mountains are metaphors for higher states of consciousness. And also it's been, it's been interpreted that Moses parting the sea is not really the, the actual story of Moses parting the sea and going through the red sea, but more that Moses was able to use a particular consciousness. Again, the consciousness of determination, the consciousness of using perhaps quantum physics to make known the unknown. Now these are just interpretations, you know, being able to say sees part and then holding and then being able to do something. But then again, historically, it has been said that Moses did cross. They believe that Moses did cross when the tide was low, and by the time the others got behind him, the tide had risen, and they were unable to cross. Now, we will never know that for sure, but these are things that have been put out there. I do really like the idea of Bible characters as a state of consciousness, and that you can, if anybody else is interested in that, you can learn more about that in the teachings of the kingdom studies through the Amplified Bible. Fascinating work. This is where the teachers, Neville Goddard, Emmett Fox, these teachers really took off of this and then started to extrapolate and interpret from that perspective. It's very, very fascinating. So now let's move on. So let's just say my question to you today was, all right, what, how can we, or what would it take to achieve our dreams, to achieve what it is that we want through states of consciousness? And now I'm not talking about altered states of consciousness through drug addict, you know, through drugs or altered states of consciousness through alcohol. These are not the um, states of consciousness that I am referring to. I am now talking about a let's call it a higher state of conscious awareness perhaps the consciousness that would be connected to a a higher level of self-consciousness being aware of the self and also the cosmic consciousness which is where we know that we are all connected to one also known in some remote remote viewing circles as universal collective consciousness or the ucc my friend marty calls it so again here's where we're going to now look we're looking at these higher states of awareness so now if we look at this as awareness then we're looking at um, well we're looking at being aware which is paying attention and seeing and being mindful and again, it enters, you know, there comes that word conscious, aware. So we're looking at being aware. But one of my most favorite ways of understanding consciousness and then being able to create from this space were through the teachings of George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. Now, Gurdjieff lived approximately. They're not sure when he was born. They think that researchers believe he was born in about 1872. So he was a Russian philosopher, a mystic, spiritual teacher. Um, He was born in Alexandropol, which was part of the Russian Empire. So now, Gurdjieff taught that most humans do not possess a unified consciousness and thus live their lives in a state of hypnotic, Waking sleep, waking sleep, and that it is possible to awaken to a higher state of consciousness and achieve full human potential. So, now here's the interesting thing Gurdjieff, back in 1880 or 1890, was on to something because now we know through neuroscience and through psychology that. Think about when we, when humans learn something, when we first start learning something, what happens is we have a cognitive process to this. So there's cognition, and different parts of the brain and neurons are firing together. And we go back now to Hebb's rule, which states that neurons that fire together wire together. And this brings us into neuroplasticity, the process by which we grow, change, and rewire our brains. So When we start to do something over and over, time and time again, these neurons get hardwired and this puts us into, it removes the state of cognition about a particular task and it puts us into autopilot and the autopilot becomes the hypnotic waking sleep. Think about just when you're in autopilot, waking sleep, you get up in the morning, same routine, go to the bathroom, go make your coffee. You're in hypnotic sleep in a, in a way. You are in that consciousness of very, it's a low consciousness. It is automatic. There's no cognitive tasking going on. And the reason the brain does this, puts us into this hypnotic state of waking sleep, is to make our lives easier because if we had to remember each time how to tie a shoe or how to drive a car, our body would be highly stressed. So it is not until we take on a new cognitive task. So for example, let's just assume for some of us listening on the podcast that you've never flown an airplane so if you were now to take flying lessons, this would become a purely cognitive task. You know, your body would be stressed, you'd be on high alert, you wouldn't be able to talk to five people at the same time and laugh as if you were driving a car for 20 years and had the car full and laughing on autopilot. It wouldn't be possible. All your focus and your intention your would have to be directed to flying this airplane because it is a cognitive mental task. And this can be seen even if you're driving and all of a sudden it starts pounding, pouring rain, it's coming at you. That hypnotic drive that you do every day now turns cognitive. So a level of awakeness, consciousness has now kicked in again, awareness. So when we are able to take that level of consciousness the awareness, that cognitive state of, oh, again, I'm going to use the word awareness saying this is what I am going to do. I am fully present. Okay. This gets back to being present and most people do not have a really good concept of what it means to be present. And this is what Gurdjieff taught. And, um, this is just an aside now, a little pitch for a program in my midnight portal. Which is a membership site, which is accessible through my website. You just go Midnight Portal, Ellie Molina, psykids.com, uh, Midnight Portal. If you Google search it, you will find it. Anyway, in the Midnight Portal, my membership site, this is where I teach. I will te- I'm teaching this month a special way to become present. It is not the way of the yogi being present. This is the way of the Sufi being present. And this was from the teachings of Gurdjieff. And when we use this manner of becoming present, this way of being present allows us to go into, this is how the only way I understand it, it allows us to go into an aspect of the quantum field where we can manifest amazing things. It is almost as if we have access in that particular moment to parting the universe, parting particles, like Moses parted the seas. This is a very unique space of consciousness. This is a very unique space of being present. This can be done anytime, any moment, any place. It is true awareness at that moment in time, in this pre- at that present time, that will have the the molecules or, so to speak, the quantum field push aside things that, that are in our everyday hypnotic state and create. And it's an extremely powerful space to create from. And anyone who has ever worked with me over time in any of my programs can attest to being able to do that. To make what seems to be the impossible possible, and it is done through specific techniques. So it is through, done through energy. It is done through conscious awareness. It is done through being present on an extreme level. So uh, anyway, that is that is um, my definition of consciousness when we talk about about. The switching from the hypnotic waking sleep, and the moment that we put our awareness on it, and we say, Hey, you know what? I'm in autopilot. I'm, I'm, how did I get from there to here? How am I doing all these things routine, routine, routine? The moment that you put your focus on that and you shift it, you have now entered into a different state of consciousness. And if you can learn, to be present more during your day. You can alter your states of consciousness so that you can move to and through these levels so that you're not in that deep, low, hypnotic sleep state, but moving to a more present state where there's cognitive functioning and there's this presence, there's an awareness, there's heightened awareness. And it is, again, like I said, it is in that space where being, that is where you're able to manipulate the quantum field and make changes um, in the physical dimensionality that we live in okay that was a lot <laughs> does anybody have anything that they want? Oh, did thank you fascinating is a comment that i just received over here does anybody have any comments any questions any anything they want to contribute please type it in ask your questions i'll give you a moment Um, okay. I will, I will share something with you that if you haven't done it already, if you head over to my website, which is elimolina.com and you download where it says the magic mantra and the, the magic mantra is an example when used properly of being able to access a level of consciousness if you use it the way that it is described to be used now in the download it is geared towards finding lost objects but if you're you know if you look a little bit deeper than that if you can use it for finding lost objects then you can use it for other things and so when you learn how to use the magic mantra then you can take that energy because this is bringing you to consciousness. It is bringing you to a special space of awareness where you have the ability to change the molecules, to change the quantum field around you. So if you don't already have that copy of the magic mantra, seriously go grab it. It's in, it's on my website. It's a free download and it explains everything. And um, yeah, you can use that for so many things from finding lost objects, finding animals. I even talk about two two pets that were missing for over two weeks who were found in most bizarre situations. And again, it is that state of... This to me is using a state of consciousness that is so elevated, so beyond um, anything that you could possibly be doing on drugs. This is a consciousness where you can bend the universe. You can bend the molecules. You can bend things in third dimensionality in the physical form. And when you learn how to access this power, it is incredible. And then you just move your mind out of the way, like it's not possible. You just move that self-talk out of the way and you will be um, amazed at what you can and will achieve. Well, I know I started late, but we are on the half hour. So if anybody has any questions, any concerns, any comments, please let me know. And I look forward to hearing back from you. So, uh, and just a quick aside, next week on Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights, February 2nd, my guest is going to be um, Coach Ron Yellen from CrossFit Athletics. We are going to be continuing a discussion on nutrition, eating disorders, uh, body image, calm consciousness. Okay. Consciousness. And what is happening with the health food industry, not health food, that's wrong, with the, this body image industry that has been going on now for years, years, years. And then the following week on February 9th, my guest will be Terry Trespicio. And she's got a fabulous book out called Unfollow Your Passion. So Terry has been on uh, the Today Show here in the United States and the Today Show in Canada. So we welcome Terry Trespicio on February 9th to talk about what that looks like to unfollow your passion. All right, everybody, thank you all for being here on the live show, and it is my intention that you go manifest the most beautiful day, the most beautiful week, the most beautiful life. Uh, thank you thank you thank you. And thank you Tom Tomas. Yes, excellent. Sounds like a great group for your next show. Thank you. All right. Looking forward to comments, feedback, anything. Share some likes on the Podbean app, spread the word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much love. Many blessings to all of you who have listened. Ciao.